Is the song about cannibalism? No. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not good at interpreting lyrics, and I was like, I don't know if I heard no, that in there. Hello, and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 152, the You've Got Mail episode. Very happy to have on the podcast this week, The Well Drinkers. They're a bluegrass band, and they're based out of Western North Carolina. And they consist of Jake Bachman on mandolin lead vocals, Adam Bachman on dobro and pedal steel and backup vocals, Andrew Wakefield, acoustic guitar and backup vocals, and Josh Riley on the upright bass, and Jeremy Rilko on the banjo. I think that's all of them. You know, when you list all the members of a band like that, it it really makes you think. Anyway, the Well Drinkers were nice enough to send some tracks from their EP, The Well Drinkers. You can find that on Spotify and Bandcamp and all the other places. And they're also going to talk about it. So here are the Well Drinkers. Break this ball and chain 
that's a kind of an old song um that's a song that i had been kicking around since high school so uh, a good little while um i was trying to write uh something for a friend of mine who was going through a bad breakup and it uh just kind of turned out like that but um yeah i don't know just kind of a dark and eerie sounding song it's a little bit different than the rest of our songs because yeah. it's it's slower and it's that eerie sound. It's kind of old timey sounding too, um, as as opposed old folksy, you know, minor key sounding as opposed to something bluegrass or newgrassy. Yeah, it has that murder ballad feel to it. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you guys from? So uh, we're we're brothers. Um, and we're actually originally from the Saluda, North Carolina area. Uh, and I live in Asheville now, and uh, Jake lives in Charlotte currently. Um, but we're originally from Saluda, North Carolina area. Most of the band is our banjo players in Asheville, our guitar players in Asheville, and our bass player is actually just down the road in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, but all of us are, Jake's the furthest away in Charlotte. But yeah, we're originally from the Saluda, North Carolina area. And how did you guys, uh, I mean, you obviously, you two had met before in childhood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I have a, I have a chipped tooth to show for it. Oh yeah. From when Adam, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. Um, but how did you, how did the band come together? Well, um, Jake, I, you want me to answer this one? Yeah, sure. Um, well, me and Jake started playing together, you know, you know, when we were kids, we didn't play together that much, but, uh, I actually was supposed to play a gig with a, a guy that played country music and he canceled on the gig about four or so years ago. And I just called Jake cause me and, you know, jam at our houses every once in a while. And I was like, do you want to do this gig? And so he came down and so me and Jake started playing together just kind of, you know, here and there. And then we added Josh on bass, Josh Riley's our bass player. And we kind of basically did country music gigs for a while, like old country music gigs, just the three of us. Uh, and then once we added Andrew and Jeremy, you know, we just kind of evolved more to bluegrass cause we all 
listen and play a lot of bluegrass. We just, it just evolved that way. Have you guys ever, uh, gone like in a totally different direction, like a punk band or, uh, string quartet, anything like that? Jake? Um, I don't know about a totally different direction. Um, I think we're, I think we do a lot of different stuff. Uh, you know, it kind of depends on, on who's, who's writing the song sometimes, but, um, you know, we've done everything from like really kind of traditional sounding stuff, like, um, some of the ones we, we might play tonight. And then we've also got some newer stuff coming out. That's, um, a lot more kind of progressive, um, sounding stuff. So I don't think it's ever a completely different direction, but I think it's always fun to throw in a different style of writing and playing. Oh, I meant more like, um, like as teenagers, you know, was anybody ever in a, oh, you know, yeah. I was, a, yes, I was in two punk bands. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cause I had a bass guitar. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the, <laughs> yeah. That was easy. Yeah. I was not in the punk bands. So. <laughs> I did country music. But that's about it. Hello, neighbor. Are you doing mighty fine? That pain on the road, watermelon wine. Are you hungry? We'd be happy to have you in. Ain't it since Barbara died? Them dogs looking thin. Hello, neighbor. Yeah, that was a um, 
that was actually kind of an interesting song to write. Um, <laughs> I'd originally come up with that, that melody, um, oddly enough, writing about kind of a, a episode of Dateline that I saw mm-hmm. about, about some weird kind of serial killer and, you know, the backwoods. And then um, the pandemic kind of hit and all of our neighbors around, like we live in a really old historic district here in Charlotte and uh, everybody kind of started cooking for each other and like bringing mm-hmm. each other food and leaving it on the doorsteps and everything. And uh, so I just kind of switched that song up and wrote it about my neighborhood. Um, and it just felt a lot better like that than writing it like a Dateline story. So. Oh, right. <laughs> well, well, tell them the whole thing. It, it was a Dateline story about a, what, like a cannibal serial killer or something? <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's that what is, it was supposed to be like all, it was all a, about a, food. Yeah. 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 But it, it didn't work out that way. It didn't work out that way. <laughs> For, it's for the better. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the Dayline story is about a cannibal serial killer. Is the song about cannibalism as well? No. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not good at interpreting lyrics, and I was like, oh, no, I don't know if I heard no, that it, in there. Really, it, it, uh, it is not. But you know what? It's always open to interpretation. That's true. So. Yeah. 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 Did you say who the other guys are in the band? Yeah, uh, so on bass we have Josh Riley, guitars Andrew Wakefield, and banjos Jeremy Rocco. You guys do most of the writing of the songs? Jake does a lot. I mean, really everybody's at least starting to contribute now. Mm. Yeah, um, I think so. I think in the beginning a lot of it was um, old songs that I'd written from a long time ago that we just, you know, we're kind of getting getting going with and now everybody is is kind of bringing stuff to the table which is really fun and then also which is the most fun i've ever had is is starting to co-write which i've never really done before um so that's kind of an interesting experience it it gets you out of your own way in a lot of ways so co-writing with adam co-writing with andrew uh jeremy anybody i was going to mention um i did listen to your cover of uh in the air tonight is that it? Yeah. 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 And I was listening to it and you know, it's, uh, it's bluegrass and everything. And of course there's no drums and I'm listening through it. And I'm thinking like, what's going to happen when they get to the <laughs> famous drum part and you handled it very well. That was good yeah. with the, with the bass. It, it did it justice without drums. Yeah. Josh, Josh did a good job. Yeah. We, uh, we weren't sure we were going to do that. Actually, we were, when we were recording it, we were thought it might be a little bit, uh, too kitschy or stereotypical to do, uh, some sort of drum solo there, but then we realized that everybody listening is going to want to hear something there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It feel, it feel weird not to. Right. You got to do it. Stepped in that gambling car in the dealer war store in a big heart on a ship. Around. 
completely fictitious story that came out of nowhere um i actually don't really know where that song came from it was just kind of a melody that i had rattling around and then andrew and i sat down and started writing it and uh if you're a bluegrass band a lot of the first thing you turn to is is writing about a train for whatever reason so we just kind of built it around that and just created this character which is actually kind of fun just completely fabricating the character and um just building off something that has no, no basis in history. Mm-hmm. So. What are some bands that you guys uh, wish people listened to more, local or national? I'll let you start that, Jake. Local or national that I wish people listened to more. There's a lot of great local bands. Um, I'm actually not as plugged into the Charlotte scene as I probably should be. There is a really great local band around here called Crystal Fountains, but a friend of mine plays in. What's the name? Um, which is what, a what's the name? crystal crystal fountains. Mm. Um, they're a local bluegrass and kind of Americana band that are really great. Um, Adam, I'm sure was going to mention James Tucker, who's a fantastic songwriter. Um, he he was Tucker. on Neon Train. He was on Neon Train. Um, just an amazing songwriter and singer um, who's got a long way to go people really, really should give him more of a listen. Um, a lot of the local Greenville acts, I think too, um, a lot of the people that we played with down there, um, 
are really, really incredible. Um, I don't know, Adam. Who who else? Quentin Mashburn is one of the best country artists that I know of. Like old country, you know. He, he's more, more of the outlaw country type deal. Um, it really just incredible lyrically. And then here in Asheville, I mean, you got Drew Madelich, uh, songs from the Road Band, um, and. And of course, you know, I'm saying people need to listen to them more, but a lot of people are listening to them. You know, they're yeah. getting a lot of attention, but they uh, right. they should be getting even more because they're just that that talented. Songs from the road band, Drew Madelich. Um, and then as far as the country scene goes, uh, you know, Gracie Lane, she's really, really talented here in Asheville. Um, yeah, there's just, there's, there's quite a few. And then as far as the, like non-local acts go, you know, I, I like anybody listening to any bluegrass. You're seeing this resurgence in bluegrass because Billy Strings has made it cool again, you know, for young people. And so I'm just happy that any young people are taking it an appreciation bluegrass at all anymore. Um, so really just the fact that bluegrass is getting listened to at all by people our age is whoever it is. I'm just happy about that. Is there anything, do you think there's anything different uh, or is there any, any, let me ask my question again since I'm going to be editing it. I'll give myself three or four chances. Um, <laughs> is there any aspect of bluegrass played by your generation that you feel is uh, distinctly different than previous generations? Yeah, definitely. Or You know, bluegrass today, it's gotten a lot more jammy. And that's not everybody, you know, you still got a lot of people who play a lot of traditional bluegrass and we love playing traditional bluegrass songs, but you're seeing a big trend towards uh, jam grass bands. Oh, yeah. and, 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 you know, that, that started, I guess, with, you know, new, uh, new grass revival and leftover salmon, I guess a, lot, a while back, but I think it's getting more and more popular now. Like more bluegrass bands are turning to that as opposed to, tr- uh, you know, trad grass. Uh, well, the, and and the other thing I think, which is it's maybe not completely different because you have to kind of contextualize what people were writing about back then. But I think the songwriting has gotten this. I think the songwriting is different from not from a um, a melodic standpoint, but from a content of what you're writing about standpoint. If you listen to a lot of songs about newer bands, they're writing about things that are maybe a little bit more seem like out of genre topics, mm-hmm. right? You know, old traditional bluegrass, that was, uh, what does Jeremy say all the time? It's uh, basically emo songs with a banjo, uh-huh. you know, right. so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that is one of the things, it seems like it um, maybe came a little bit in a circle where, you know, uh, old, like really old folk music was um, like heavily, uh, heavily socially conscious and, uh mm-hmm. And then as it became sort of, um, you know, integrated into country music, maybe not so much, maybe it had a country music aspect. And then like, um, like recently, it seems like, like you're saying with different topics that, that it, part of that is becoming, uh, maybe more socially conscious, um, type music. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah, I, I definitely have. I mean, that, and, and also just being maybe a little bit more personal in some ways too. I mean, I think people are writing about more personal things that weren't necessarily prevalent topics in, in the bluegrass genre for a long time. Um, 
that were maybe more in different genres, right? Like rock genres can get very personal, right? And I think a lot of people are taking that same logic and applying it to songwriting in bluegrass and Americana and folk and all that. Says she was born We're down in that river Say Well, let's take a walk 
Yeah, I actually, that's kind of another one um, just kind of written about a, a good friend of mine back in high school and the town and the, the Saluda River. We used to spend a lot of time going down there and um, her and I were very close for many, many, many years and uh, kind of lost touch with each other. So um, that was just another old, that's a, again, just a song back to to high school, early, mm. early college, maybe. And her name was Saluda. No, yes. Her name was Saluda from yeah. Saluda and we swam in the Saluda river. Yeah. Okay. In Saluda. Yeah. Her name was Saluda in Saluda. Saluda. <laughs> First and last name. For and her middle name too. Yeah. It's a Saluda S like, yes, Saluda. Okay. It's kind of like yeah. share. Uh, right. Just one yeah. word. <laughs> it's just one word. Um, where'd you guys record these, uh, songs? These were all recorded at Echo Mountain in Asheville uh, with Julian, Julian Dreyer. He's been our engineer for all of them, and he's he's just amazing. He's so good at his job. Um, Saluda in particular was weird to record because that was that's the only track we've done with drums and pedal steel. Because um, that, that's more of a... Jake, I don't know if you'd call that a rock or Americana song or even country, but it was, it, we decided we needed drums and pedal steel to kind of fit that vibe for that, that song. So that was actually, um, one of the weirder ones we've had, we've recorded. I'd say just trying to get that vibe for it, you know, and we kind of went out of our comfort zone. Yeah, it's, de- it's, it's definitely more Americana country. It, w- it was not, it wasn't written to be a bluegrass sounding song. So, you know, no. don't want to try to make, don't want to try to make it sound like something that it wasn't written to be. And what's your guys' um, musical background? Played a lot of music in, I mean, I think both of us grew up um, playing, you know, in, in the band and playing trumpet and things like that and and learning those kind of points of music, which I think for me anyway, probably just carried me into picking up guitar and um, my uncle gave me a mandolin when I was very, 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 very little. It's actually the first instrument I ever owned and um, just kind of taking the things that I learned in band and applying them to different instruments and kind of teaching myself in different ways on different things. Yeah. We were both in marching bands and well, we were both in the indoor percussion uh, for middle school and high school too. And, and the, we had a pretty good teachers for that too. And then I, I our neighbor growing up, he was a really good blues dobro player, uh-huh. uh, Joe Littell. And so at least for me picking up dobro, he was a huge influence on me because one, he was an amazing player, but also he was really, really supportive and teaching. And he always had really good musicians coming over to his house and his son was my age. So I was always over there and meeting all these musicians and, oh, yeah. you know, you learn stuff from them. And I, I know Jake went over there a lot and uh, did writing with Joe and recorded because he had his own studio. So just growing up next to somebody like that and then also being in band, um, that was um, that was kind of where a lot of our influence came from, I would say, or at least mine. More from The Well Drinkers in just a few moments. I uh, want to remind you that you can find them at thewelldrinkers.com. Uh, there you can find uh, information on the band, media, press, booking, and shows. I'm looking at the website right now. Also, there's a sheep up there. I'm not sure what's going on there, but lots of other stuff, too. 
Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Just search WNC Original Music wherever you get your podcasts or go to WNCOriginalMusic.com. Also follow on Facebook, uh, Instagram, all those places. You know, you know what to do. Check the show notes for more information on all that stuff. Clarifications and corrections from last week's episode with Hustle Souls. A beatbox is uh, just kind of a, a integrated stereo, usually a radio and a cassette player. A lot of times it's uh, you can hold it on your shoulders. It's uh, small enough to hold on your shoulder. And a beatbox is just a box of beats. So we were both right. Hey, this is Aaron Kiner, a drummer of the band Rooster. And you're listening to WNC Original Music. And keep on supporting live music. What's the name of your album and where can people find your music? So the name of our album is uh, Well Drinkers, Good Neighbors. It's our EP album, and you can find it anywhere you stream music, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube, pretty much anywhere you can think of, it's going to be on there. Um, Or we have some CDs for sale, too, physically, uh, if you're ever at one of our shows. If if you want to do it old school, if you're still rocking the CD player. And her mama took her life Age of ten she went to jail to save her soul Bible in her hands, polish on her toe When I met Sarah's I was hard time For the crime of committing not a crime Say I shot a man in my baby's bed Loaded up a shotgun, put the barrel to his head And Save my soul and Sarah sorrow. Won't you get me ready for the road? Sitting here on death row for murder and armed robbery. Down the line, there's Reuben McCray. Murdered of his wife, but her lover got away. And all the men wept when Sarah came. All the bullies and the bosses, they all look the same. Crying men would all pray up with her. For a minute here in hell, it felt like a heaven down on earth. And Save my soul and Sarah sorrow. Won't you get me ready for the road? Sarah stood in the crowd and shed a tear for me. Well, I don't know where I'm gonna go, where I'll be. 
But I know exactly who I'm gonna see there. Yeah, that song was actually written. Uh, so a good friend of mine in high school, he was, um, I guess he was about three years older than I was. And uh, so he graduated before I did. And um, he actually took a job at uh, a detention center and was a guard. And so we were out um, drinking one. Well, in high school, you can't drink. So we were out uh hanging out drinking water <laughs> drinking water soda pops and, uh, soda pops right. and stuff like that yeah hanging out at the dairy queen Fizzies. and uh yeah and he told me uh that's actually it, it's it's a was a there was a lady named sarah in that detention center uh who used to to come in like that and it was i don't i mean it's not a true story obviously but um and it's probably a lot of folklore but i was like well that's a incredibly cool topic it was a, actually a pretty easy song to just kind of write something around, right? Because it's also, and that's what I like about, or one of the things I enjoy about writing is finding something that's like got one foot in reality, but then you can kind of take the other foot and do whatever you want to and kind of build a story around it and stuff like that. So I know it's, uh, you know, in the past couple of years, it's been kind of weird, but how, um, where are some places that you played that you've enjoyed played live? Playing live, uh, we you know, we try to play a good bit in western North Carolina and, and Greenville also a good bit. And we make it down to like Columbia and a little bit in Georgia. But recently, some of our favorite places to play, we always love playing Jack the Wood in Asheville. They always have an amazing crowd there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar Blues in Brevard, I love playing there. There's always great people there. We, we've done a couple trips to West Virginia recently and played at the Purple Fiddle and Bridges Tavern and Wheeling. And both of those places, they've got to be some of the nicest crowds and people we've ever met. So both of those places are amazing. Uh, so those are, and then Fireforge in Greenville, that place, again, has an amazing crowd. Uh, so just, yeah, those I would say are some of our favorites. seen the man she married in almost 20 years traveling show through the ice and snow driver of the year in a little roadside motel east of Lake Louis home that verse of a gospel church May the summer bring some peace Stumbled in with a hopeful grin Thinking daddy was coming home Mama knows the ice and snow Another week had begun Oh, I heard mama cry 
old Hank turned up in the sheds, turned down the drain of a southern town. So Southern Town, um, actually, again, written about a, a neighbor. Um, so this lady's super interesting. She recently retired, but she spends um, a couple of months a year uh, running dogs in Alaska. She's oh, a tour guide up there. So she goes up there and she dog sleds and takes people around. And um she, again, it was one of those, similar to Sarah Sarr, just kind of told me a little bit of some folklore that was from that area. And uh, again, it was just kind of an easy song to just keep one foot kind of in reality and then just build a, a story around it. But um, yeah, it's just a good old, good old Southern dog sledding song. What are you going to do when you run out of people to write songs about? I guess I'll have to make them up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can meet new people, but yeah, but I've got, I mean, it sounds like a lot of work. I'm trying to hint around that you could write a song about me, but, uh, you know, you know, you know <laughs> that's, 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 no, no, worry about it. there's been so many, so many. The DJ. Yeah. 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 The DJ. Steam on the jetway, and he's almost done. Glistening in the sunlight, silver birds fly. Faces in the window. Looking in
the outside looking in So this song is actually, uh, this is one that Andrew and I just started writing together, which was incredibly fun. So this song is actually completely fictional, uh, or well, not fictional. That's a great word. Yeah. There you go. Like yeah. It. Keep that in. Yeah. yeah. This song is <laughs> fictitionally. This song is, uh, fictitionally, uh, <laughs> Uh, no, this song is, uh, is about, um, actually an air traffic controller. Um, and I don't know why my old college roommate, um, my old college roommate got a degree in turf grass science and then decided he did not want to pursue that career and then went back to school to be an air traffic controller, which seems like the logical next step. Oh, the old story, old cliche story. Couldn't cut yeah, it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Couldn't yeah, cut it in yeah. turf grass science, so went into air traffic. So control. yeah. So he sucked it up and took it down a notch, and now he's an air traffic controller. Um, yeah. So that's what that song's about, and um, just uh, again, a story um, about nobody. Right. Okay. Big thanks to the Well Drinkers for uh, supplying the songs, and um, Jake and Adam for being on the podcast this week. Had a lot of good time. Don't forget to. Go to thewelldrinkers.com for their music. They've got that EP and a new song out. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your music, podcast, or any kind of podcast, really. Uh, You don't even really have to listen to the music, to be honest with you, but you should. Anyway, subscribe to the podcast and follow on Facebook and Instagram, all that stuff. And also go out and support live local music wherever you are and buy local music and stream it online and all that stuff that's it for now have a good week fact if you want to slow andrew down give him a bottle of wine and <laughs> that tempo comes way down <laughs>